We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is Sean Mary, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. That's what's up. Yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move daily, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back 30. Oh, yeah! Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads. Dang, I relax. Still at the champ. Diva still coming with the Calibus flow. The man's the best on the flow. I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the goat. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. And tonight, I am joined by our guy, uh, Richard Stamen. You guys probably know him as at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Uh, he's standing in for uh, my co-host, Matt Galatson, uh, at least for tonight. Richard, how are you doing after that Mavs 51-point demolition of the Los Angeles Clippers? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little bit sad because I had to take off the, uh, you know, the tank for Cade race that the Mavs yeah. weren't even involved, couldn't even get themselves <laughs> into. So yeah. I'm a little bit sad about that, but uh, I'm ready to overreact. And I think the Mavs are now winning the title, right? Like that's, that's right. how we do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's how these things go. You know, everybody was just super depressed for a few days. Uh, they started out. Oh, and two, 
you know, the Phoenix loss, it was kind of like, ah, yeah, you know, they just – they a few things here and there. They just kind of shot themselves in the foot. And then they played against the Lakers on Christmas, and that was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> if there was any kind of outcome that would have just squashed everybody's Christmas spirit for a little bit, it was it was the outcome of that game. But, you know, they went into this one. Uh, I, I figured the effort level was going to be higher because after you get embarrassed – on the primetime stage like they did against the Lakers, you're going to come back and you're going to play mad. And that's what they needed. And, it, you know, it helped, too, that they're playing the Clippers, the team that punked them in the playoffs. And, you know, it also helped that Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing. Uh, but even still, <laughs> you know, even, even without Kawhi playing, to have a 50-point lead at halftime <laughs> – Richard, that is the largest halftime lead in NBA history. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know how to put that into words. All I know is I, I feel like this Mavs team really loves Sunday matinee games because I remember last year around this time, or it was closer to Thanksgiving, I think, actually, but they went into Houston, and, you know, they just walloped Houston on their home floor. No, it wasn't this. It wasn't like this, but, you know, I just feel like every time it's like a 2.30 start or earlier, the Mavs bring their A game. But I don't even I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I, I heard them say that on the on the broadcast and, you know, the lead was already so much that I had kind of lost track. And then when it hit halftime, he was like, OK, well, that is a that is an NBA record <laughs> lead going into half. And I was like, oh, my Lord. 77 to 27. What did you think about that? I mean, have you ever seen anything like that at any level of basketball? I mean, I I forgot about that Houston game. And funny enough, I was watching it at my parents' place. I don't watch that many games now at their place, but I watched the Houston game there and I watched this game there. So I think I might have to start going over to my parents' (laughs) place for uh, for all these games. Right. (laughs) But I mean, the biggest takeaways, it's it's crazy. I'm pulling up the, the first half stats for the Mavs and it almost looks like a full game stat line. You had Luca who went seven of 14. He had 18 points, four assists, seven rebounds and one steal. It almost looks like the preseason stats, like for a full game. Right. In one half. It's, it's absolutely wild to me. There were so nobody played a bad game. Uh, I mean, my favorite thing, and I tweeted about this, like this was how the first half went in a nutshell. It was Dwight Powell ran a pick and roll with Maxi Kleba. Like he was the ball (laughs) handler and he got to the line. Like it wasn't even bad. Like that's, that was the icing on the cake. It was one of the weirdest, best games I think I've ever seen uh, as a fan of the Mavs in like 21 years being a fan. It's the craziest thing I think I've ever seen live uh, from this team. Barring, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, the, the finals in 2011 to come back, but that, that's not on the same level of this. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And look, before the game even started, uh, you know, Brad Townsend, he tweeted out that uh, the Mavs were going with the same starting lineup that they had – you know, rolled out in the first two games. And I just kind of jokingly quote tweeted that. And I was like, well, third time's the charm, isn't it? And <laughs> and sure, sure enough, uh, it, it seemed to be. I mean, Dwight Powell, he still had some, you know, questionable play there at the beginning, but he had some really good plays too. You know, he looked a whole lot better going up against Serge Ibaka than he did against, you know, Anthony Davis or DeAndre Ayton. So uh, that was really nice to see. Uh, you know, the to start the second half after that historic first half, uh, the Clippers 
had a little 10 to nothing burst. And, you know, you start to think like, okay, well, you know, they had a 30 point lead in Toronto last year and they lost it. And you're thinking like, oh no, they're off to a horrible start in the third and they're still up 40 points. Like that's just, (laughs) just an insane feeling. Uh, and I was telling you before we jumped on here, yeah, I was doing the recap for this game for uh, DallasBasketball.com, and uh, I had the recap aside from, you know, final stats, the final score and, you know, some of the player stats. I had the final recap, you know, pretty much done a couple minutes into the third. It's, it's easily the earliest I've ever had one finish. So that that's always a good thing to have a have an early night. <laughs> but, yeah, and – and, and the, the Raptors game was like a year ago to the date almost. Like, I think it's like two or three days from now. Like, that was – I was worried about that too. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. This one, though, we knew this game was over in the second quarter. I mean, yeah. you probably could have done it even earlier. <laughs> yeah, and I, and one big difference is the Mavs didn't have Luka in that Toronto game, and they did in this one. And, you know, he kind of – he kept the ship steady even after the, the Clippers tried to make a little bit of a run. But – I mean, it was just awesome, man. Uh, Josh Richardson, uh, we can't say enough good things about him uh, so far in his Mavs, uh, his early Mavs tenure. He went 8 of 13 from the field in 27 minutes. He shot 4 of 8 from 3. He had 21 points, 3 rebounds, couple assists, had a steal. You know, there's a lot of stuff he does on the defensive end, whether it's uh, deflections or just changing the – the way guys pass and, you know, he, he does a lot of disruption that doesn't show up in the box score. Am I, am I alone with that? Or do you see the same thing I'm seeing? Yeah. I, I, I always thought that too, where he, he just changes, like you said, he changes the way the offenses operate. Like he shuts down passes before they can happen. So he, the guy, the passers are having to look elsewhere and it's, it just stalls the offense. That's what he does. He, he just makes it easier for teams to, be dysfunctional almost if that makes sense like uh, the pressure he puts off ball is incredible he's one of the best off ball defenders in the game I think I mean I don't think that's really we knew that before obviously he got oh, yeah. here um because his on ball defense is really nice too but his off ball is what kind of his selling point was and and I remember like because obviously I do the draft too a lot of people had compared uh like Devin Vassell for example to Josh Richardson because of that off ball defense and today was and if you remember I called Devin Vassell a generational defensive prospect Today was right. the day we saw that like super high level defense from Josh Richardson off ball. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been an excellent fit from the jump. Uh, and there's been a couple of times I, I, we saw it in the last game and we saw it tonight early too, where he gets the ball in the corner and he does a pump fake. He drives and he hangs and he can, he can put, he, he, I don't know if his hands are bigger than I think they are, but you know, he just kind of palms the ball and throws it up there while getting fouled. And he gets <laughs> these really easy three point plays. Like that's something I'm really excited about. And the way he just slithers past people to the basket for reverse layups and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's a, I said it earlier today, it's a breath of fresh air for this Mavs backcourt uh, to have a guy like Richardson to take some of that pressure off of Luca. And, you know, just moving on and talking about Luca a little bit too, you know, he only played 26 minutes and he had 24 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, almost had a triple-double. Shot eight of 18 from the field, which is, you know, it's okay. Uh, 0 of 5 from three. I think he's shooting like 12% from three (laughs) in these first three games. So that's not the greatest, but he was eight of nine from the free throw line. 
so he's been – he's shooting close to 90% from the free throw line through three games. So that's a positive uh, for Luca. But what do you think about Luca so far through these, these first three games? Do you think it's more of a conditioning issue – like what a lot of people think, or do you think, you know, he's going to have some issues with this three-point shot for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a slow start. I was looking at that too. I mean, if you look at the box score, I mean, that's the one thing that stands out um, as his only flaw so far. It's just been the shooting hasn't been there. And I don't know. I think he just needs the rhythm. I think this is one of those things where he probably got hurt by the lack of play and just, I mean, the overall uh, environment where I don't think under a normal year he starts this slow. Uh, and, yeah. and if he starts slow, it's obviously higher than like whatever percentage he's shooting, like 10% from three, um, like at least like in the twenties, which I know sounds silly, but, uh, that's like a respectable slow start. This is just a very cold start. I think it'll start falling. Luca's an MVP caliber player. They don't stick at that low, you know, like they, that just doesn't stick. Um, so I'm not too worried. I feel like he's still the ability to get to the basket is effortless. He finishes still at an incredibly high level. Even if his shot's not falling, he's still good for 25 points per game, which screams how high the ceiling of this team is right yeah and and look just branching off of you know what we were talking about earlier with the starting lineups you know I made that joke about third time's the charm and you know they're they're still starting pal and everything but I hate to keep beating a dead horse but Willie Colley Stein <laughs> in 18 minutes was a team high plus 31 he had an insane and one dunk over Zubak <laughs> And I was just going nuts over that because, I mean, I just – I'm rooting for that guy. I think his skill set and his versatility when he's engaged, when he's – you know, there's sometimes where, you know, that's kind of questionable. But if he is 100% engaged, to me, that is the player type you want next to Luca in the starting lineup. Are you – I mean, Matt and I have talked about this. We've had a fish on the pod last couple of weeks. We've talked about it. Richard, what do you think about that? I mean, am I just uh, am I just like is that just a fantasy for me, or do you, could you see that being a better fit starting Willie Colley Stein in the in the lineup with Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, and Dorian Finney-Smith? Yeah, I think at the least on paper. I mean, you look at the size advantage and his ability to stay with guys on defense and in the post too. I mean, just being a seven footer is massive. Um, and his mobility is crazy. I mean, we saw it against Lou Will. I think one of the first possessions of, the, uh, uh, of Willie Colley Stein's game today, he blocked Lou Will on, on the drive because he thought he had him beat, but the recovery is crazy. So you can not only switch on, you can switch him on the perimeter. He can stay down low and hang with big men. I, I think it's, you know, some people think it's just good on paper, but I do think uh, for the most part, it's a really good fit uh, in the starting five in reality. And, and, you know, obviously sometimes the grass looks greener and everything, but his effort, can sometimes come and go. That's the only flaw I would say to having him start. He doesn't need to be like some, you know, 20 and 10 guy or anything. You don't need him replicating what Porzingis is doing because obviously he can shoot a little yeah. bit. But, I mean, just hold his own. That's all you need from him, and I think he can do it. And It's just about consistency would be my only concern. But even then, it's still an upgrade over Powell on the defensive end. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I don't want to pile on Powell because he's he's such a good dude. You know, the Mavs love him. You know, I really love him as a, you know, as a person, really. And he he's a good player, too, when he's completely healthy. I just don't think he's fully back. And he might not ever be fully back after an Achilles injury. You know, that that's a – historically in the NBA, that's one of those that just really 
slows guys down considerably. And, you know, we saw it with Wes Matthews. He came back, and, I mean, he got to a point where he was, you know, okay, but he was never the Wes Matthews, you know, that was in Portland before that injury. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to pile on Dwight Powell. I'm just saying, you know, potential-wise, if we're talking about this starting lineup and maximizing potential, I think they need to give Willie Colley-Stein the start. Because, I mean, and I mean, I think they're getting closer to that because you saw in this game – Collie Stein and Powell both played 18 minutes. Uh, Powell, you know, just one shot. He made it. Uh, he had four points and uh, four rebounds in his 18 minutes. And then Collie Stein was three of five, uh, hit all of his free throws. He had nine points, nine points and six rebounds in his 18 minutes. And like I said, he was a team high plus 31. So, I've said it over and over again, but when he is on the court, good good things just seem to happen for the Mavs. Even if his stats aren't, you know, insanely good, on the scoreboard, good things are happening for the Mavs. So I think just from an analytical standpoint, they need to be like, okay, let's, let's really experiment with this and see how good we can be uh, with the starting lineup. So – We'll see if they, you know, end up changing anything from now until whenever Kristaps Porzingis comes back. But that's going to lead into this next point, Richard. When do you think Kristaps will be back? Because I'm sure you've seen all the stuff I've seen, you know, where he's uh, he's warming up with the, with the guys before the games. Um, he's posting videos and pictures of him playing five-on-five five with the Mavs in practice. I feel like he's closer than what people – you know, or, or, or what the Mavs want us to think. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm torn. Uh, I don't think he comes back for like the Charlotte game on Wednesday. Um, I'd say the earliest, probably next Monday with Houston. I feel like that's a safe-ish, uh, you know, high it's end. A good, it's but, always a good matchup for, for Chris Dobbs. Right. He, he plays very well versus Houston. And then I'd say on the low end, I mean, I always said MLK Day, which I think is at Toronto this year, or, or sorry, at Tampa, I guess. Um, and which is the 18th, but I mean, I, the one that always has caught my eye is that Milwaukee game that Friday, uh, it's in Milwaukee, it's ESPN game. I feel like that's just a perfect setup. It's, he's probably going to be the most, like, he's going to be himself again at that point. That's a, that's what, two, three weeks almost. Right. Um, that's, that's enough time to really get his legs under him and, and be closer to a hundred percent than he would obviously next week. So. Uh, maybe he gets like one game before. I think that's against uh, the also Charlotte two days before. But yeah. I, I think around that Milwaukee game, give or take, is where I would put my money. Yeah, I, I think physically, you know, at least from like a recovering standpoint, I think he's good to go. I think at this point it's just more about conditioning and, you know, making it to where he's, you know, 100% from playing an NBA game <laughs> standpoint where – He's not going to just be playing, you know, 18, 20 minutes and he's going to be gassed. So I think it's more of a conditioning thing at this point that he's playing five on five right now is a really, really good sign for me. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him come back, you know, the first week of January. Uh, I'm not going to pinpoint a game, uh, but I mean, I I really like what you said about, uh, you know, maybe him coming back to play at Houston on the fourth. Uh, January 4th on a Monday night uh, against the Rockets. I think that would be, I think that would be ideal because, you know, the Mavs, they're, they're talented enough uh, to get by 
without him for now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, you know, we saw today what they can do when they're fully engaged. And obviously they had some help from the Clippers just looking completely disinterested <laughs> in the first half of this game. But uh, they have the talent. They have the ability uh, to get by and get them some wins collected before KP comes back. And then when he does come back, uh, maybe they can take this thing to a, a whole new level uh, as they – Hope to get back into the playoffs and actually get a series win for the first time since the 2011 championship, which is going to be the 10-year anniversary at <laughs> once this season ends, which is crazy to even think about. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find a quality candidate quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore's total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit 
and indeed.com slash blue wire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, Richard, I have a few more things I want to talk about here, and I will let you go. But as far as the Mavs bench, what do you like so far in this early season? Because I'll just go ahead and tell you, I mean, you know how I feel about Willie Colleystein. Love that guy. He's, <laughs> I think he, he could be an X factor if he makes that jump into the starting lineup. But – Another guy who I really enjoy watching so far is James Johnson because, and I mean, he, he hasn't even had the greatest of stats, but he can go in there. He can get you rebounds. He, he has like this, uh, what Mavs Twitter is calling his ninja assist where, <laughs> where, he, where he's coming off a screen uh, super hard and then he's throwing the ball back between his legs to the guy and he's done that like two or three times now and it's just amazing to watch so uh, even if he's not shooting the ball well he's doing things to affect the game in a positive way and I think he could be an x factor for this uh, this Mavs bench going forward what is something that has stuck out to you Uh, and if it's the same as James Johnson you know you can you can pick something else too but what is something that's really stuck out to you as far as the Mavs bench goes I got a couple of things. So first of all, yeah, James Johnson was my answer before you stole it. Uh, <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. The passing, the passing is what I was going to say. I mean, we knew the energy, the, uh, what, I don't even know what the word would be, I guess, intimidation, the rebounding, just kind of the dirty work. We knew that would be there. And like the shots kind of been, it's, it's for him, it's a bonus. Let's be real. But the passing, like he's looked like a legit point forward at times with his team. And that's been super impressive to me. Um, the other two things I was going to say were, First of all, Josh Green should be in the rotation. I think I know it's hard to expand the rotation, but man, yeah, the effort on defense is just wild. I I, I does not about anything with him on garbage time or anything like that. I just truly think that he's going to be forced into the rotation. He's too good not to be playing, especially when you need defensive stops, uh, like yeah. in the second and third quarter. I think he squeezes in there. Uh, he harasses the thing, people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we talked about this a lot. I mean, the day of the draft when we did our podcast, like, dude, it's he's just, he never stops on defense. Like it's one of the craziest things. I've never seen a prospect. Like they could be up 50. I mean, we saw it today. He stole a rebound and got that crazy dunk when they were right. up 48 points. And like, cause he just didn't give up on the play. Nobody else on the court was like that. Like it's, it's just, it's special. 
And the other thing I would say is Jalen Brunson. I really, obviously, you know, he halfway broke Mavs Twitter for the first two games. You know, one of the most polarizing players on the team. Well, let's <laughs> Matt, be really Matt, quick. this is my co-host Matt. You know, he, he's had some uh, some takes on Brunson. I, I won't rehash that now, but yeah, he, he certainly <laughs> has uh, gotten oh, Mavs fans in a frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did not know that. Uh, that was not at all directed towards him. But I, I just I, – I think people forget that this was his sixth game, preseason, everything included, since February. Right. Um, and obviously he had a nice game today, four of six, I think. Um, I, I just – I really think he's still rusty. I think you give it a month and he's going to look like a really solid backup again, like he had kind of looked like parts of last season. I think he's – I think he's going to put it together and be more consistent. I think that's going to be a huge point for the Mavs because, you know, we've seen them go dry already. I think in the Phoenix game was probably the best example of it where the offense just was dry. I mean, there's no other really way to put it. And I think when you have Brunson being able to hit shots off the dribble, spot up threes and just create for others when it's all clicking. And I do think it's very realistic for all of it to click in moderation. I think that's going to open up so many, so many avenues for the offense. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see how he gets better as he as he continues to get his rhythm back. Yeah, I, I really hated it that Brunson got injured last season the way he did because, like you said, I mean he was, was really he was really starting to put it together. And you know, at one point last year before the Dwight Powell injury, the Mavs had you know the best uh, the best bench in the NBA at a at a certain point. And I think once everybody gets their like you said gets their their footing underneath them and, you know, just gets a couple more games under their belt. I think they can get back towards that. And I mean, you also have to factor in like, yeah, Josh Richardson, he's such a great fit with Luca. And, you know, we love what James Johnson is doing and, you know, Josh green and everything, but these are new guys, you know, they have to establish chemistry with the rest of the guys out there. And I think eventually it's going to mesh and it's going to be beautiful. So uh, I'm really excited to see what they can do in this upcoming stretch. You know, the Mavs, they'll they'll fly home to Dallas now, and they'll play their first game at American Airlines Center. They started out with the three games on the road, and now they will go, let's see, Wednesday night, they'll play the Charlotte Hornets. And then Friday, they'll have their second home game against the Miami Heat. And then after that, they'll have another three-game road trip against the Bulls, the Rockets, and the Nuggets. So, let's see. That's one, two, three. That's six-game six game stretch coming up. Richard, just looking at that schedule, what do you – what's like your best-case scenario for the Mavs now that they've finally gotten off the, uh, the losing streak and into the win column? So, I'm very confident in the Charlotte game. I don't think that team is very good. Uh, just to be blunt, I don't think they were a little bit unlucky last night, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just not that good. I, I, I thought if they couldn't beat and Cleveland's good, the Cleveland's look good too. Don't get me wrong, but they couldn't beat Cleveland on opening night without Kevin Love. That was, that was weird to me. Um, so Charlotte, I'm, I'm chalking that up as a pretty safe uh, win. Miami hasn't, they looked good on Christmas. Uh, that Orlando game was pretty concerning. Um, yeah. So I, I watched I, that I, Orlando game. I think that's a very winnable game. Uh, Chicago's looked terrible so far. Obviously, it's all matchup based, uh, of course. Um, but I, I really do think three and one, or even four and zero oh against, uh, or excuse me, I forgot about Denver. Four and one. I think four and one is a very realistic high end uh, outcome because, like I said, none of these teams have really just looked the part. Obviously, Houston's a little bit 
unpredictable. They're probably the wild card in there, but I think at Denver, it's the altitude, the altitude would be what gets them because Denver is not deep and the Mavs are. Uh, I think that really has to view what puts them over the top. And then kind of looking ahead, I mean, speaking of Orlando, Orlando's looked really good. Um, yeah, they have. Like their offense and their defense is not ever going to fall off. Like Cole Anthony's been incredible. Um, and obviously I'm an Orlando fan, so of course I had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really do think that uh, that up until the Milwaukee game, they they have to be pretty pretty above the water. Like, I mean, I don't think they can really afford more than two or three losses. And what is that, seven games? Yeah, seven right. games. Yeah. And that's a, that's – High expectations, but in the West, you you have to pull it off. Uh, and so I'd say if they had beat Miami and Denver, they're probably good. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you there too. I, I think it's uh I think this is going to be a, a really good stretch for the Mavs coming up. I think getting that win today and in that fashion, I mean that's just a that's a huge morale boost just from top to bottom. Uh, I think they'll be ready. I, I think the Mavs. 2020 2021 season officially began today <laughs> uh, so and and Luca hasn't even started hitting threes yet you know he's not gonna shoot 12 percent from three for an entire season so once he starts getting some of those <laughs> shots to fall it's gonna be crazy and uh, you know I'm with you I, I think uh I think four and one in these next five games is very doable I think Charlotte's a W um Miami, like you said, I mean, I, I think that's a very winnable game for them, uh, especially since they, you know, have their depth back and you have guys like Josh Richardson and uh, James Johnson who played together in Miami, and I'm sure they'll want to have, you know, good games against their former team. Um, the Bulls, I think they're fully tanking for uh, Cade Cunningham. <laughs> So, uh, I, I think that's going to be an easy W. And then, you know, going into the Rockets and uh, Nuggets games, back-to-back -back road games, uh, I think both of those are very, very winnable. So, only thing about the Houston one is it that's the only one in that stretch that's on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So, uh, mm -hmm. that, that would be tough, but that would also make it, you know, more interesting if, if KP did come back for that game. <laughs> <laughs> that way he could uh that, hey. sorry go ahead, go ahead. now i'll say that that would be you know i could see that happening second night of a back-to-back -back, he doesn't play the first night of the back-to-back -back, and then it's like we have one guy on fresh legs that can just you know he always <laughs> seems to go off against houston let's do it <laughs> yeah i'd be for it and and i mean yeah like you said the having your second best player be your most fresh legs would be a very welcome sight. Um, that would be huge for the Mavs as well. Yeah. Well, look, it's exciting. Uh, this was a, this was a great way to spend a Sunday watching the Mavs just completely <laughs> annihilate the team that, uh, you know, that beat the Mavs in six games in the playoffs. And uh, they had a, you know, a couple of guys doing some things in that series that really irked Mavs fans and, you know, so there's there's some bad blood there, and it, it's always good uh, to get a W like that against a team like that. So <laughs> it was a good Sunday. But, Richard, I appreciate you joining me uh, for this recap pod, and we'll definitely have to do it again sometime, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. Head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, we've, we've been doing a lot of stuff there lately, too, and there's more coming the rest of this season. Hit that subscribe button there. It really helps us out. 
And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a good review. That helps us out as well. But guys, we appreciate it. We hope y'all had a great weekend, and we're looking forward to another great week of Mavs basketball coming up here soon. So y'all have a great one. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of chains. These days I'm by my chips like a bag of lays. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bins, a copper and pilot. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.